0: All right. So today I've got Jennifer Trejo. Uh, she is the owner of Abundant Life Wellness Center. Uh, this is one that I'm actually really excited to do because Jennifer has helped our family quite a bit and me personally quite a bit. So I'm excited to um, have her um, talk about some things and and go through some, uh, some topics uh, relating to chronic pain and Uh, so jennifer is going to introduce herself a little bit more Um, she is a naturopathic physician uh, by trade and i'll let her tell you a little bit more about that so jennifer thank you for doing this
1: sure absolutely and thank you so much jason for having me this is um, fun and exciting i'm always passionate about talking about um, natural healing naturopathy Um, so i have uh, been a naturopath now for 12 years. Um, I actually was in corporate America um, for 12 years before, Um, and so I actually have a bachelor's and a master's in business, Um, so I was in corporate America, worked worked for a Fortune 500 company. I ran their um, international and domestic uh, relocation and HR department, Um, and then out of the blue, at the age of 59, my father um, died of a heart attack very unexpectedly. So it really just put me on a path of um, not wanting my kids one day to be in that same position that what I feel like is a really young age. And so I just started doing um, my own personal um, education and, and uh, understanding about how to eat better, live better, move more, all of those things. I got excited about what I was learning, I would share that with family and friends, they would get excited about that. And that really energized me because my job in corporate America, where it was a fantastic job, I'm so thankful for it. Um, I just didn't get that kind of um, passion and feedback and reaction um, when you're really working towards the bottom line of of a big corporation. And so just, Literally, I heard, you know, the Lord put a call on my life about going back to um, school and getting my doctorate um, and uh, becoming a a doctor of naturopathy. And so that's what my degree is in. And I had to step out of my corporate job, big um, step of faith for sure. Um, My husband was completely supportive of that. And so we were able to just Um, Make it work, and for the next three years, I did school, some internship, and then uh, January two thousand and nine, I opened up Abundant Life Wellness Center.
0: Very good. Um, So, tell us a little bit more about. So, am I saying it right when I say? So, it's nature, naturopathy, or naturopathy.
1: It's, it's either one. Um, So truly um, it does not matter. So I always say naturopath. Um, And so the degree that hangs on my wall is a doctor of naturopathy. And so it really, it just depends on um, how you prefer to say it. Either way is correct.
0: So, so tell us a little bit more about what is naturopathy.
1: Sure. So when I decided um, to take this big leap of faith and go back and do something, I, I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that I loved educating people. I love learning. Um, I'm a nerd by nature. I just I would In school all the time. If I could be, Um, and so I I didn't know how you manifest that into a career or to a job. Um, And so I really started looking at a lot of different avenues. I settled on becoming a naturopath simply because they seem to be the jack of all trades, right? And so it wasn't so pigeonholed into um, just being a chiropractor or just being an acupuncturist or um, just being a nutritionist. You kind of got to dabble in a lot of things. And, um, and so that really appealed to me because I wanted to be able to help and educate a lot of different people.
0: Good. Um, so I guess a lot of people are going to probably watch this and say, oh, I've heard about naturopathy. Um, and they probably have some opinion about it, maybe some preconceived notions, but, um, uh, as far as what you do, uh, what, what kinds of clients come to you what kind of uh, people are seeking you out and for what reasons
1: sure so I would say when I first started out um I always said I was everyone's last choice because they would try whatever their insurance card would allow they would try to utilize um, whatever their their friends or families um, had tried and so they had kind of come to the end of the rope and then they're like oh I guess you know I'll try um, this natural approach. Um, I would say it's about 50-50 now. Some people still come to me because they're just chronically sick, they've tried everything and they're trying to get some relief and some help. Um, others, they're just already sold out, they just know that they want to do things more uh, naturally. And um, so, some people are just coming in for a tune up, some people are, are truly chronically sick and have tried everything. Um, so, I would just say, as people have become, yeah, I mean, it's information age what are we, we doing right now? Podcasts and information, there's so much out there at our fingertips. So, it. It's not kind of the secret that's over here in the corner anymore. It's very much out in the public square. Um, And so that's where I would say about 50% of the people just naturally want to to seek a more holistic um, uh, practitioner.
0: Gotcha. Very good. And so I know a little bit more about um, some of the training that you've done. Um, I know that you tend to um, lean towards more functional medicine uh, as far as the approach that you take when looking at clients, um, do you mind explaining a little bit about what functional medicine is and how that how that looks in your practice?
1: Sure. So functional medicine really is about getting to the root cause of whatever it is that's happening with a person. So um, and it's very um, customized to the person. So whereas um, a traditional Westernized trained doctor would um, just look at this symptom, this is how we were trained in school and this is what we would prescribe um, or refer out or what have you, functional medicine is about spending a lot more time with the client, um, trying to run uh, more tests, figuring out at a, at a deeper level what exactly is going on with that person. And that's why, um, like when I got my my doctorate, um, at the end of 2008, that just opened up the door, and so to become like truly. An effective functional medicine practitioner of whatever um, cali- caliber you want to be, it really is about continuing education, loving to learn. You cannot be stagnant um, whatsoever. So um, that's truly the big overarching piece of functional medicine is it's evolving. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about spending time listening, getting a thorough um, health history, running the right tests, so that you can get to the root cause of what's going on.
0: Uh, so as far as you're concerned in your practice at Abundant Life Wellness, are there any specific types of clients that you really like to see that you're very passionate about or um, or any specific um, background that they might have that you like to to dig into?
1: Sure. Um, So I really love dealing with people who have tried um, a lot of different things and they're just kind of at the end of their road still. Um, Those are typically going to be um, chronically fatigued, um, pain, um, they can't sleep. They will typically come in with, with those types of sets of symptoms. Now we live in Texas, so I still see a lot of people that are struggling with Allergies, um, you know, I, I see women that are having hormone issues and what have you. But um, I really love to dig and to figure out um, exactly what's going on. I always say um, I'm highly competitive, I don't like to lose. And so if there's a challenge presented to me, um, I, I will cast my net wide as far as if I cannot quite figure out what the root cause is. I've got amazing um, people that I can reach out to and we can collaborate together. I can refer them to them or we can just, um, you know, rub heads together as well. I have another naturopath that works for me. We have two locations. And so her name is Maribel Trigger. And so she is a great um, person for me to collaborate with as well.
0: Perfect. Um, And in in a little bit, we're going to get into some of the other uh, things that you offer at Abundant Life Wellness. But. Um, Would you be willing to talk about a little bit about some of the patients that come in with chronic conditions? What are you seeing as a naturopathic physician? What, What kinds of things are you looking at and seeing that are contributing factors to their ongoing issues?
1: Sure, definitely underlying infections seem to be a common theme. Um, so whether they come in already knowing that they have Lyme disease or Epstein Barr, or um, you know something that's all, that that structurally is an issue, um, as far as um, you know, a bulging disc or what have you, it's, it's across the board seems to be getting to the root cause of what's causing the inflammation. um, And then really going backwards from there. And there's so many ways. And that's the great thing um, about functional medicine is you really can figure out what are some of the um, primary triggers, but I would say underlying infections are a big one for sure.
0: Gotcha. Um, as far as um, underlying infections, we're talking viral infections, bacterial infections,
1: mm-hmm. right? Um, parasites. Right. Right, exactly. So, Lyme is a big one, um, and again, Lyme can be um, passed. It's a it's a bacterial infection um, uh, passed primarily from ticks, um, and but it can also be viral infection that we will see. So, if someone's had mononucleosis, that's then morphed into Epstein Barr, um, that can cause pain, inflammation, fatigue, brain fog. Um, another area that also seems to be I would say, in the last three years, um, that's a huge um, underlying issue, is um, going to be um, uh, women who are needing to have their breast implants removed. So, explants are... come tremendously on the rise um, and so that is something that we will see um, because um, breast implants can absolutely harbor um, lots of old um, fungus and mycotoxins in them um, they can just have a reaction um, to the, um, the the the, the uh, uh, general makeup of them whether that is a saline or a silicone material um, and again it doesn't have to be overnight because some women will say I don't know Oh, you know, I've had these for 10 years, um, eight years, five years, some really do immediately have a, a negative reaction. Um, so that's been a new one, I would say, just in the last couple of years that we um, really drill down on to.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's interesting that you brought that one up, because I've, I've seen that too, in the last few years, um, as far as people talking more about it. You mm-hmm. uh, know, I've known some of the therapists, female therapists that, uh, work with patients that have had that but one of the observations i've i've noticed over the last few years is um, when i have patients that have primarily shoulder injuries whether it's a shoulder impingement uh, maybe a rotator cuff issue comes up or a frozen shoulder um, it would not be uncommon in their history to have had breast implants um, and maybe they still have them maybe they had them removed at some point but uh you know the proximity of of the breast of the shoulder uh, yeah. It, it makes perfect sense and it's something that from a physical standpoint, I've thought, you know, there's got to be something to that. And then now we start to see more of the uh, explant syndrome that's going on where you've got these toxins and, and, you know, that's always gone on, right? But we're starting to recognize it. So...
1: That's exactly right, and it's so um, empowering, honestly, for these women to know um, that they're not going crazy. Because I'm telling you, so many they they don't even think about it, and, and oftentimes because they've had have had them for so long, um, traditional medical doctors you know it, it's not something that they're talking a lot about. Um, and so for them to be validated for them to be removed for the the implants to be removed for them to physically see um, for the plastic surgeon to say these were either leaking, seeping um, or really were causing a lot of, of issues with you but the the bigger proof is in the pudding their symptoms clear up when they're when they're out and so at the end of the day that has been, absolutely a, a fantastic um, story for so many women in our, in our practice.
0: Absolutely. Um, let me take you back to some of the um, chronic infections you mentioned. So I can remember back when I first started learning about, you know, I think Epstein-Barr virus was the first one that I, I had read something about. Uh, this can be a virus that you have, you know, you, you think as a, a teenager mono, the, the kissing disease, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and if you, you get over it and it's, you think, I'm done with it. It's gone. Um, so the concept that a virus or a, what seemed like an illness that was acute and in the moment somehow lingering or somehow be going, going dormant. And then being woken up later in life, that seemed very foreign to me at one point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and now it, it makes a lot of sense, but I know there's going to be a lot of people watching this that are going to think, you know, well, I had mono as a kid. I thought I was done with that or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had the lime. I had, I had that classic bullseye
1: rash. Mm-hmm. I
0: took my antibiotics. I was done with it. Right. Uh, so what would you, what would you say to people that have that thought of, you know, I was done and over with that. How could that still be possibly affecting me?
1: Right. So I would say not everyone that had mono will have um, Epstein-Barr that morphs into chronic fatigue syndrome, because that's, that's really um, the progression that we will see that happen. Um, it, anything that, um, that morphs into something more severe, nine times out of 10, what I will see clinically is stress is always what's going to precede that. Classic example is someone that had chicken pox they go through a stressful time, and then here comes the shingles. Well, that's a virus and that's a virus that was lingering for a long time. Um, So that's just commonly understood, commonly accepted mono is the same type of thing mono stress comes along it uh, morphs into Epstein-Barr which again makes you so fatigued so bone tired Um, but if unless you truly run an Epstein-Barr virus test um, your your doctor wouldn't know and they you know would just keep trying to chase symptoms perhaps Um, and then from a Lyme perspective Lyme it can be like if you get the classic bullseye rash and it is treated with doxycycline uh, by an MD absolutely, I would say the bulk of the time you're, you're good to go. The problem is, is that the bullseye rash, it only occurs about 20% of the time. And so I grew up in the country in Texas in East Texas. And so Lord knows how many ticks I got exposed to, um, throughout my life. And so it's definitely one of those things where I have personally tested myself for Lyme. I don't have it, but I could have. Um, and so you, you, really have to have the, the perfect storm. In addition to that, over the years, what I've learned too is there's a genetic component. And so if you're genetically a poor detoxer, if you don't methylate well, um, if your lymphatic system is sluggish because you have had a lot of past infections, um, any of those things that will make up um, the, the body's inability to detox well makes all of these old infections fester longer and deeper. I always um, describe it this way is, we all have a bucket, right? We all have a bucket of toxicity. Theoretically, what we used to think is we came into this world and our bucket was empty, we didn't have any toxins, we were crystal clean. Well, we know that's not true um, because of, of a study that was done up in New York City and they took 250 brand new babies' um, cord blood and they had over 230 different types of chemicals and toxins right out of the chute. And so that's what they enter the world with. So, But if we go back and we say, hey, we don't have many toxins when we're, we're born, throughout a lifetime, our toxic bucket gets full more and more full. So that can be from pesticides, herbicides, genetically modified foods, um, old viruses that we hang on to, genetic predispositions, heavy metal exposures. There's all of these different components that just Add and add and add to our toxicity. So then you get what we would call the proverbial straw that breaks a camel's back, right? You can just get a small a, a small bite, whether that's a tick bite, west, you know, a mosquito bite, um, or it can just be chronic stress that is the tipping point that then makes everything spill over, and those people's world will come crashing down um, on them in whatever manner that looks like.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned um, when you were talking about the chickenpox virus. Um, so that's the varicella virus, is that right?
1: Uh huh. Right.
0: And then that can later lead to um, shingles. Uh-huh. Uh, it reminded me, it, it, literally just today, right before we started to do this interview, um, it, it reminded me of a of a patient that um, I was seeing, and where it ties into all this is how how the things that you're seeing where these these chronic Infections, how they can manifest in physical ways. Um, so that this particular client, she had, this was the first time I was seeing her, um, we're re- treating for various reasons, but one of the things she had told me was, you know, she's got some tightness down at the left hip, left pelvis from some injury. Uh, but she kept saying something about nine months to a year ago, things got worse. And then she would tell me something else. And about nine months ago that got worse. Like, well, what, what, what happened like nine months to a year ago? And she said, Oh, well, I got shingles. And she said, "It's mm-hmm. right on that left side." Uh-huh. Uh, so it, 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 I know this now, but you know, five, ten years ago, I wouldn't have put two and two together. But um, those those chronic infections can ultimately cause issues that lead to musculoskeletal physical pains that we see. And uh, so it, it's always interesting to me to see how my world collides with your world or uh, right. other practitioners' world, because just like our bodies everything, all these systems of the body are all connected. And so you, right. you really end up needing a team of approach, uh, of, of exactly, right. like you mentioned earlier, That's um, exactly. you got into a little bit, you said something about genetics. Could I pull you into a little bit of an epigenetics conversation? Cause I know yeah. you're a great person to talk to about that. Um, sure, so, so. Uh, you talked about how we can have maybe a, a genetic predisposition, um, to certain things. Um, so I've often heard it said, that genetics loads the gun, but environment pulls the trigger. So could you talk a little bit about that, about, you know, if somebody, so for example, in my, in my family, I have a family history of psoriatic arthritis. My mom Mm -hmm. has psoriatic arthritis. Mm -hmm. I have a genetic predisposition to psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis. Right. Sometimes that manifests, sometimes it doesn't. So can you talk about why, just because we have a genetic predisposition, disposition, we may or may not have that manifest.
1: Exactly. So this actually would, that, that that thought process is why when my dad died at 59, immediately I thought, oh my gosh, you know, like my days are numbered. Um, and so that's where I, I started going is I just assumed if I don't turn things around, that's going to be my fate as well. Um, and so, and, and to some degree, that's absolutely true. What I always tell my clients is, look, if you live the same diet and lifestyle as your ancestors, you're going to get their same diseases. Um, All you have to do is look back the last 100, 150 years, and you will know that that is true. And again, we all inherit different genes. Some inherited better genes than others. That's why some people can live on, you know, bacon grease and butter and You know gluten and dairy and love to be 110 you know while they're smoking um and others you know eat carrot sticks and broccoli and hummus and they die of a heart attack at 42 and so there's a genetic component to that but absolutely they're one of the things that i got very passionate about i would say about maybe eight years ago, is I wanted to learn more about epigenetics, so how environment um, will turn genes on or off, and nutrigenomics, so how nutrition turn those on and off as well. Um, So Dr. Ben Lynch um, has been a huge um, inspiration to me. I have done his trainings. Um, He is a a trailblazer um, as far as all things genetic. And so he really opened my eyes and helped me to be educated on the fact that We can inherit crummy genes, we can inherit fantastic genes, but we're responsible for helping to turn those genes into an on mode or into an off mode Um, so that we can be able to live the best life that the good Lord has allowed us um, to be able to live. But we do have that role, so we can't just kick back and say, well, you know, Granddad looked to be 100, so I'm going to be 100 also, um, especially with the more and more toxins, chemicals, Uh, pesticides, um, herbicides, all those things that are so much more prevalent now than they were in the 70s, 60s, 50s, um, and before. Um, So those are things, again, that just add to that bucket of toxicity that we've got to be able to lower as much as we can. And being able to detox is a huge piece of that.
0: And and the detox part of that, you mentioned earlier a word that um, most people may be wouldn't know you, you mentioned methylation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of one of the ways our body detoxes, correct? That's
1: right. Uh-huh. Exactly.
0: What are some of the other ways that that we detox and um, maybe some ways that people might be familiar with, they just didn't realize it. Um, any other pathways that.
1: Absolutely. So we detox through our skin. That's why I love sauna, exercising, um, anything that you can do to sweat. Um, One of the things just from the skin perspective too, if someone comes in and if they tell me on their um, history, if we're talking in the initial appointment, that they cannot sweat. Um, I know immediately I am talking to a very toxic person um, because we're not dogs, right? We're, We're meant to get rid of our toxins partly through our skin. So that is always, and I will tell them, look, the day that we can start getting you to sweat, you're going to feel so much better. I don't even care if it's just the glisten. I mean, that's that's progress there for sure. Um, another way that we detox is through the liver. So the liver is on the right side. Um, that absolutely has to clear through everything we breathe in, we eat, we drink, we put on our skin, it all has to filter through that liver. Our kidneys need to be healthy. So just basic fundamentals, things like drink plenty of water, half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So a hundred pound person needs to be consuming 50 ounces of water a day. 150 pound person needs 75 ounces water a day, Um, getting um, outside and mentally detoxing, getting fresh air, sunshine, grounding, which means putting your feet in God's creation in dirt and sand and water, not on the cement. Um, Those are, that's another way because it really does boost our mood and our emotions um, as well.
0: Um, So yeah, so some of that I think most people are thinking, oh, I can do that. I can go out and sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of the other ones that you mentioned, things like um, grounding, um, mm-hmm. that's something that I had started getting into a couple of years ago, but there's the easiest way is just to go outside, like you said, sure. and, and some Absolutely. green grass or, or dirt. Right. Or something. Um, are there any other ways that you would recommend that if somebody, says is they're indoors all day because they work in an office, they come home, life is busy, they just feel like they don't have time, can't find the time. Is there any other ways that they could start that process that you would recommend?
1: Right. So one thing I I say to my clients all the time, too, I have lots of sayings that I say, but I always say bloom where you're planted. So I am a business owner. I'm married. I have two children. I know about being busy. And so you don't need to try to reinvent your entire life because then you'll never do it. And so what I would say to that busy person that is in the office is you can for 10 to 15 minutes, you can do some kind of exercise. So whether that is jumping jacks, running in place, Um, YouTube um, is a great place for where you can type in, um, you know, any kind of Pilates, HIIT training. Um, One of my um, favorite places to go to with loads of free videos is a website called fitnessblender.com. You can filter how long you want uh, the workout to be. But then an easy way to detox at home, too, is if you have a bathtub, you can take what I call... a detox bath. Um, a detox bath is putting um, roughly about two cups of Epsom salt, um, one cup of baking soda, and then about a third of a cup of food grade hydrogen peroxide into a bathtub. You get the water as warm as you can um, stand it. Not you know don't don't get it too hot to where your um, you know you're flushing and your blood pressure is going too low. Um, drink water while you're in there too. But that alone will get um, the Epsom salt, which is magnesium into your muscles. So when people are in chronic pain, I will tell them, go home, make sure you get the water below the surface of your skin. We tend to carry our stress up in our necks just on a daily basis, um, but whatever is sore, whatever is hurting, make sure that it is submerged in that water um, and then sweat out impurities. And that's, that's a pretty easy thing for most people to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. I know personally. You have told me multiple times when you've asked me, "Are you having any joint pain?" Or
1: mm-hmm. you know, I was like,
0: yeah, this thumb's been bothering me. That I think that's what it was for a while. Uh-huh. I think two or three visits with you. You mentioned, "Well, you ought to try the magnesium lotion." Have you tried mm-hmm. the magnesium lotion? And <laughs> and for no good reason, I didn't try it. And then when I finally tried it, son of a gun, the pain got better. And it had been right. there for months, and I I had done what I knew to do, and I just kind of felt like, okay, I just I need to work with it more, but I haven't, I'm not going to deal with it now. But there's there's definitely truth to that mm-hmm. magnesium, and and that helps with the aches and pains. So
1: absolutely, that's right.
0: Um, so tell us more about Abundant Life because you have really built up um, a lot of different uh, services, different ways to help people all under one now, two roofs, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a new Alliance location as well. So tell us some of the things that you offer at Abundant Life. Uh, maybe some of the things that you're really um, seeing help people quite a bit. And then maybe some of the newer things that you're you're starting to do at the Alliance location.
1: Sure. So we have a location in Lake Worth, which is closer to, to Southwest Fort Worth, and then our newest location is in North Fort Worth um, in the Alliance um, corridor, the Alliance area. Um, and so I tried to get us under one roof. I just could not find space enough to do that. So we just decided to go ahead and keep two locations. So I do have another naturopath um that works with me over at the Lake Worth office. Um, I work there one day a week and then and I'm here the rest of the time. Um, So over at Lake Worth, um, one thing we've offered for the last um, little bit has been colon hydrotherapy. A great way to detox um, from the um, the bowel so large intestine and um, colon that is where a lot of old toxins can build up and so we do professional colon hydrotherapy there we have um, far infrared saunas at both locations but the newest um, location here at alliance we have were the first ones that I know of in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to have this particular kind of sauna. It's called a halo sauna. Um, So halo means salt. Um, So it's fantastic for respiratory um, breathing, asthma issues. Um, so it's it's far infrared too. So you can use it to detox and then you're inhaling um, Himalayan sea salt. Um, but then you can also just use it just as a salt um, uh, therapy as well and not sweat. Um, we do... Um, Uh, nutritional consults, um, as well as naturopathic consults. But our two newest um, services that I'm very excited about is we have um, IV uh, nutritional therapy. So we, because I do see um, many people that um, have Lyme disease, have chronic mold toxicity, um, that are again, old underlying infections, um, being able to offer Ozone IV and Vitamin C IV um, has been a game changer. I've always wanted to, and there's um, a couple of other people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that do that, so I've just always referred them out. Um, but being able to have that under my roof has been great. And then we offer other IVs, like you know, a beauty drip, a detox drip, you know, one for pain. Um, so there's there's different types of IVs and. Literally, you don't need a doctor's orders to come in. I do have a medical um, doctor, a medical director that has to make sure they're they're healthy enough to do it, but anybody can do the IVs, that's not a problem. And then we also started offering holistic um, aesthetics. So um, I'm very passionate about what goes on our body, being toxic-free, chemical-free, organic, as much as possible. Um, so I love getting facials personally, um, but I'm not going to put Toxic chemicals on there. Um, and so we have that service now too, where it's all completely clean, holistic, natural, um, but effective products um, for that too.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And and we, my family personally has taken advantage of uh, a few of those. I don't know if you know, but me personally, I I, I went to the IV, uh, did not yes. uh-huh. ozone.
1: Uh huh.
0: And I will say, and I'm not saying that this is curative, but what I went for it for, it seems to have helped quite a bit. Good. Uh, so I'm actually going to be there tomorrow for a vitamin C drip.
1: Oh, good. All uh, right. Great.
0: I've enjoyed those. My wife, um, has used the IV drips early in pregnancy. She was very sick. Mm. Um, that was a lifesaver for it. Cause yes, either that or the ER and we didn't want to yeah. go pay an expensive ER bill just to get <laughs> some fluids in her. That's right. um, The something else that you didn't mention, but since we had talked about, uh, breast implants earlier something else you offer there is the breast thermography yes uh,
1: absolutely Um, Absolutely. So um, the thermography that we offer, there's two or there's three regions that we can image. Um, One is the carotid artery to see if there's any blockages. One is the thyroid checking for functionality and just um, any kind of nodules that are on there. But the one that it's most often used for is for breast health. So um, thermography is it's been around for decades. And the um, company that we is the same company, the the camera that we use is the same company that the government uses. Um, And so what we're looking for is heat patterns in in the body. So it needs to be vascular. And so um, we need to be able to see things um, not through a bone, um, but we need to be able to, to test it through the vascular system. So from a breast perspective, what we're looking for is any kind of abnormal heat abnormal heat means um, the women are going in there, we're cooling off for 15 minutes, um, we're, we're um, uh, undressed from the top up, we're just cooling off for 15 minutes, um, and then the um, therapist comes in, she takes three images, um, and then we submerge our hands in cooler water. So physiologically, what should happen is the breast temperature the body temperature should slowly decrease as well because you just put your hands in 55 degree water. and um, So then she retakes those same three images. Dr. Philip Hoekstra, who is the doctor who reads all my reports, he's comparing those two um, temperature ratings. So if the temperature rating in the second set of images increases, that's not normal. And so he would say there's something that's going on there. He would be able to identify. So in an ideal world, we're able to identify things um, before a anatomical test would. So an anatomical test would be something like an ultrasound, a mammogram, or an MRI. Um, And so we're not saying that this replaces any of those. Um, That has to be your decision between you and your doctor. Um, But what a lot of women will do is if, the thermogram is normal, um, that gives them obviously um, some some, uh, relief. Um, And then what they want to do anatomically is uh, between them and their uh, medical doctor.
0: Awesome. Um, So I I appreciate what you do. Um, One of the things that I've really envisioned for R3 Physio is that it wouldn't be just a typical physical therapy practice, but but it would be a practice that really promotes overall health. And, you know, that looks a certain way within the scope of what I can practice, but it really means that having other people like yourself that, um, I can tell people, Hey, you should go see Jennifer or you should go see her team at abundant life wellness. Um, because I think that part of what's going on, the reason that you're coming to see me could be helped by other means that I don't have access to, uh, So I love that you're doing all that. Um, How can people find out more about uh, Abundant Life Wellness Center and um, what you're doing there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the best um, uh, place to go is our website. Um, It's AbundantLifeWellnessCenter.com very long. Every other shortened version was already taken. Um, And so on there, you can like our Facebook page. You can um, follow our Instagram page. We are very, very active on on all social media as well as our website is kept up to date with specials. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website as well. Um, And we run specials. We do giveaways all the time. Um, We really want to be able to give back to the community and let people be able to use our services in a a variety of ways.
0: Awesome, and and when I post some of these videos, I'll make sure that they have um, that website down there as well, that they they have that as well. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience?
1: So I would say, um, just like what you're talking about, I absolutely appreciate you, Jason, and what you're doing, because it really does take a village. There is no one person that knows everything about everything um, that is um, helping um, patients and clients out. So I love having like-minded people that I can trust um, to be able to refer out to, so 100% 100% if, if I would just encourage anyone, if you go to one person and they think they can do everything and they are the end all and be all, there's probably more ego there than there needs to be. And we all need to know we're going to be humbled because the human body is way more complex than um, any one person can totally understand. So having a team is paramount.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Absolutely. And I I was really excited to do uh, this particular interview just because of how you've been able to help our family and how instrumental you've been in that. So I appreciate that. Um, Thank you. And thank you so much.
1: All right. Thank you.